Welcome to the Winging It Travel podcast with me, James Hammond. Every Monday, I'll be joined by guests to talk about their travel stories, travel tips, backpacking advice, and so much more. Right now, I'm taking the podcast on the road traveling with me. So tune in every week for short form episodes detailing all my travels alongside my Monday guest episode. Are you a backpacker, gap year student, or simply someone who loves to travel? Then this is the podcast for you, designed to inspire you to travel. There'll be stories to tell, tips to share, and experiences to inspire. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to this week's solo episode for the USA road trip. And we're cracking on here. We're on days 87 and we're going all the way day 91. And we're covering from Christmas Valley in the eastern part of Oregon all the way to the coast to the 101 Highway up Northern California, up to Southern Oregon to Harris Beach. That's our journey today. And we left Christmas Valley and I can only describe that place as desolate. Hours and hours of driving, seeing no one, that's before and after, but fairly comfortable at the campsite, quite windy, didn't see anyone, but had showers, toilets, fairly comfortable. So we cracked on, and the idea here was to go across to the coast to Northern California to Crescent City, but we came into a bit of a snag because we got to Medford. And we had a lunch at In-N-Out Burger. It's on my list of things to do. So I cracked out one of those. But then we realised on the map that the road that was going to Crescent City was closed because of a forest fire. So we had to weigh up where to go. It's basically north or south. So we looked at the map and we really want to go to Redwood National Park. So no, we're going to go south and across. So that meant an extra two to three hours on our journey. So we made our way south after the In-N-Out Burger. And there's a few things that we noticed in this part of the journey. The petrol prices have jumped up. Now we're probably getting between $3.30 US and $4 a gallon. Now they're going up to around $6 a gallon. So it's a big jump in price. I was kind of expecting that in California, but still a bit of a shock when you've got to go and buy some petrol. And then Medford, just a classic commuter town. Lots of shops there, fueled up, got lunch. And we cracked on with our journey. Google Maps took us on an interesting route on this journey. There was one main road, I'd say, to go, which probably added an extra 20 to 30 minutes. Although, what to cut us through to Douglas City? And this route was up windy roads, and these roads were small, just big enough to fit two cars, very hilly, gave the car a bit of a workout. And we eventually got to Douglas City to a state campsite for $20 a night. Uh, no signal, but fairly comfortable, basic showers, basic toilets, and hardly anyone there. We're coming to the low season now, I think. But you can still see some smoke in the air from the forest fires, but it was getting colder now. It's proper, like getting down to 10, 9 degrees in the evening. But all in all, a long driving day, that. So Christmas Valley to Douglas City wasn't the plan, but that was the end game for this journey. If you looked at Douglas City on the map, very small place. We got some food shopping there and we drove across for two hours to Arcata. As always, we needed a coffee, so we went to North Town Coffee, which was very hippie. And Arcata as a town, yeah, quite relaxed, uh, lovely little roads, no big buildings. I think that's that classic sort of Californian small town vibe, I think. I uh, love the coffee, actually. Pretty decent. And yeah, quite like walking around. 
we did actually get the first taste of proper expensive petrol. We got the petrol at over $6 a gallon there, but we topped up a little bit before carrying on because we thought Oregon would at least be cheaper than California. And one of the goals of the whole journey of this trip on the road trip was to hit the 101 road. And this is where it started for us. And we hit it and instantly amazing views. You sort of go up along the coast. It's got that classic coastal view. You stop on the side of the road. It's like that huge like viewpoint of the sort of glow from the sea. Uh, one single road up and down. And that was a dream to drive it. And it was actually fulfilling the dream because it was great to get a taste of what this road is going to become. Our aim for this day was to hit the Redwood National Park. Now, I'm sure you may be aware of that national park, but if you want to pop that into Google, you're going to see images of huge trees, some of the tallest trees in the world. This was on our must-do list, and we're stoked to be there. We hit the Newton B Drury Scenic Parkway. I would highly recommend this road. You can drive the 101 through the park, but go to this highway. It's paved as normal, and you literally drive through giants of trees it really is spectacular and we stopped off for a few sites we parked at the big tree wayside i'd recommend this stop it's got toilets there free parking and this trail will lead you to one of the biggest trees in the area and in redwood national park it's called the big tree and this is like 1500 years old the height of it is just under 300 foot it's absolutely humongous on Instagram, on Reels, you probably see some very popular ones where people just pop around the corner to have a look. You do really feel so small when you're standing next to that. I couldn't really believe what I was seeing. And off the big tree, there's multiple trails to go and have a look. And you're just literally walking through idyllic quietness. It's kind of serene. Uh, the forest bathing comes into it. Clear thought, nice walk, easy walking, boardwalks or cleared paths. Nothing too hard. And you just got to enjoy the majestic sight. Of the Redwood National Park trees. Peaceful and magical at the same time. After bathing in the forest for a few hours, we put back in the car, drove the rest of that parkway, and we're going to stay at Ruby Van Deventer Park, which is another state park. These state parks are between $10 and $20, so they're easy to stay in, they're available, they're cheap, and they have amenities like a toilet and a shower. And that's a few hours away, so we drove north past Crescent City and into that. On the way there, we popped into Hayuchi Visitor Centre. This is the one of the main visitor centres in Redwood National Park. You can go there, get some advice of what things to go and see and do. And they've got some park rangers there, free parking and stuff. And they have campsites pretty much next door to there. The one that we stayed at was about a 10-minute drive from there. There's one about a two-minute drive from there, a private one. So you can base yourself around that little area and go and check out the whole area. The campsite was very comfortable. We met a German girl there with her boyfriend who was camping for the first night in America and they asked us about bears and is it safe? I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's not too bad now. No signs, etc. cetera. Uh, I think there's a bit of reassurance about camping in the US and they said they had a, a magical first day. But a great day traveling that. A lot of road tripping, a lot of driving, but the trees are just, I, I, I can't really describe it that well compared to what you see in person. You just have to go and visit. Just make it a, a trip in itself because... You can't grasp how old these things are, but how tall they are compared to you and how small you look. When you look up on top of the forest, you of course see daylight, but you're in amongst it. It's not like as clear as day, really. So I think you do have to go and see it for yourself. And we're kind of buzzing to be there. And we had another day full of it the next day, but maybe not quite as good, which I'll come to in a second. So day 89, 
we got advised to go and see the Grove of Titans, which is a fantastic little boardwalk you can do amongst the trees. And of course, Crescent City, which is down the road. Comfortable night, and we headed towards Stout Grove Trail. When we arrived at the parking lot, you know, nothing abnormal. There's a bit of a rough road to get in there. Um, well, I would drive slow, uh, a 4x4 would be better. We parked up, found a space, and we just heard this little pop. Thought nothing of it, maybe I drove over something, I'm not sure. Got out, and I did think at the time, why are people looking at us or looking at the car? A bit strange. But as we got out, a Canadian guy uh, reached out to us and said, oh, you've burst your tyre. And I actually played it pretty cool. I was like, oh yeah, I thought I heard something, I knew that, but actually I didn't. So when I looked down, I was pretty shocked and devastated that we got, I don't know, 12,000 miles, something like that, 13,000 miles on this trip, and then finally it pops. Luckily, we had a spare tyre and a jack, uh, but we're not confident at this activity. And luckily the skeezer said, look, Canadians got to help Canadians. So he got the tyre off for us, helped us with a jack, replaced it. And after a bit of a stressful half an hour, 45 minutes, we got the spare tyre on. It's quite stressful because you think, well, what happens if the next one goes? We haven't got a spare one to put on that. Some people come up to us and said, oh, do you need some help? We're like, no, I think we're okay now. Successfully changed the tyre and got out on the walk. This is a Patreon shout out to Laura from the Swamp Soup Stickers, who has contributed £5 to the podcast on my Patreon. Thank you so much for your support. Really appreciate it. And it helps the podcast to keep going in the future. If you're interested, head to the show notes where you'll find a link to my Patreon. The website address is patreon.com forward slash Wigginet Travel Podcast. For five English pounds, you will receive some trendy stickers from myself in the post, a shout out on each episode, and also my digital travel planner by email. Thank you for your support. The first walk was actually really, really, really nice. It's called the Stout Grove Walk. Uh, flat, you go through the forest, a bit like the one before, I'm in amongst trees really, you go down to the river, it's quite nice. On the map, it actually says you can go to the left to a trail to join up with the Grove of Titans, but we couldn't really find it and no one's really doing it. So we done that trail, got back to the car, picked up some stuff, and then walked along the road to the Grove of Titans. I would drive it because we weren't sure of the parking situation because there's no parking thing on the map. And yeah, you are going to have to drive on that road for another five ten minutes but because we weren't sure of the parking we thought oh, we'll go and walk it and then come back via the grove of titans boardwalk and route down to the river and across where we were now the walk takes 25 minutes and when we got there there is parking there a bit devastating really but we walked next 25 minutes went into the grove of titans boardwalk and this is a very quite easy boardwalk to do there are some hilly bits in it and essentially just walking around in amongst trees it's pretty much the same same Still idyllic, much more busier here though, and a lot of old people actually. I think some guy was really suffering with sugar levels. I think his daughter asked us if he had a, a snack because he was suffering, so we gave her a couple of snacks for him to eat. I think it's a biscuit or something, so we, yeah, I guess we helped that guy out. But all in all, pretty easy. Now, we decided that after the boardwalk, we're going to walk a trail. On the map, it's called the Mill Creek Trail. And in theory, and this is what the ranger told us at the visit centre the day before, you can walk this trail to the end, hop across another trail to the car park where we had parked and left the car. So I thought, yeah, we'll go and do this. But already at this point, we've walked a serious amount of steps. We've walked that first trail. We've walked to this Grover Titans, 
done that boardwalk trail and now we're going to walk another 25 minutes back and across so it's a fair walk so we started off and this boardwalk has these weird sort of platforms really they're not very conducive to walking or hiking trainers you can get your feet stuck in them i didn't really like them actually and emma actually fell over and she thought she smashed her ankle in at first but assessed it maybe a little sprain and decided to carry on in hindsight we should have gone back but in theory, at this point in time, we are going back because we're going along the Mill Creek Trail. Got on the trail, very easy, quite nice, walking along, saw a few people, a few hi and hellos. Uh, no one said anything, just like, yeah, how you doing? Thought nothing of it. There was this Dutch geezer ahead of us. He was walking, said hello, we passed and passed a few times. Then we walked past him the last time. Didn't see him again, a bit strange because he's on the same trail. And as we got around the corner, pretty much level with the car park a humongous redwood tree was blocking the trail i'm like ah oh, well, that's a bit strange couldn't climb over it it's too big there's no other trail to go to the left or right i'm like well why did the ranger tell us we can do this when we can't because it's blocked looks on our google maps we're literally leveled the car park and you're probably thinking why don't you go across you can't go across because you have to go all the way down the valley and back up again to the road not possible and we're kind of a bit stuck and annoyed and devastated, actually. So we thought, oh, do you know what? This Dutch guy, he's quite quick. He'll be near where we are. So we walked back, tried to find him. Couldn't find him, couldn't find him. Tried to find another trail. There's no trails elsewhere. We couldn't really work it out. Then we come to the conclusion that that trail actually ended there. And there's nothing we can do but walk all the way back to where we started. Then we've got to walk pretty much the same all the way back to the car park. It's another hour of walking. We're knackered, we're tired, we're hungry, and we're pretty pissed off really about people not telling us that this tree is blocking the trail, unless they didn't get there. A bit strange that no one said anything, couldn't find his Dutch skis, and I'm like, what is going on here? So we made the decision to walk back, and I don't think I've been that low at that point on the trip so far. That was a horrendous low moment. We're both in silence, walking, just trying to get back and get a move on. We actually finally saw the Dutch guy pretty much at the start of the trail. And we asked him, oh, hey, like, did you know that the trail ended or was it blocked? He said, oh, I never really intended to go that far because I thought it wouldn't loop round. But like, you didn't think that. Well, we thought that because we asked the guy at the visitor centre, the ranger, and he said it would. Very strange and confused moments here. And any people that walked towards us, we told them that it actually finished because the tree were blocked away. So... We've done our part, but we're very annoyed about people we saw before the Dutch guy who didn't tell us that it was blocked. Strange. Walked all the way back, got to where we started, then walked all the way back to the car along the road. And I think we finally got there to our car, knackered, ravenous for food, smashing a load of food, can of Coke, everything you can think of, and then proceeded to drive. So we drove to Crescent City, and the plan was to go and get this tyre replaced and put the spare tyre back on underneath. But as it happens, all the tyres need to be replaced anyway. Because it's been a while, I don't think we've ever got them changed even up to that trip. So we got to the Schwab, which is like a chain of tyre replacement guys all on the West Coast. I'm not sure if they're anywhere else in America. We asked them, can you just assess the tyres? And they did, and they agreed that they needed to be checked and, yeah, needs to be replaced. So we actually changed four tyres. I think it came to like 600 below eight uh yeah 600 us dollars something like that we expected that on google that's below average a little bit so didn't pay over the odds but obviously it's a bit of a hefty cost that 
and it's just a bit of a annoying day really because when we drove with the spare tire on it didn't feel good or feel right so driving at speed it felt like my ears were going to pop all the time it wasn't very nice and we actually ended up deciding to stay at the Westwood Inn Motel. Emma's ankle was hurting, had a Maccas for dinner and a Burger King. No questions asked, an expensive day. Let's just deal with it. Next day, day 90, Crescent City. Nothing special about this place, I don't think. I don't think it's on many people's lists in California of all the places you can go to. Rainy day, went into town to a very, very trendy establishment for coffee. We arrived there late because we wanted to maximise the checkout time in the motel because it's not that cheap i think the motel cost about 120 us dollars something like that so we got to paragon coffee and it's that good the coffee that i had two and i recorded a trendy coffee podcast episode on that unbelievable trend crescent city nothing special we're in that little place there oh trend is absolutely top notch great vibe loved it had two also good to get a good, good bit of wi-fi catch up on work and the podcast as well then we made our way up into Oregon, into Brooklyn, and the plan was the Harris State Beach Park. We're going to stay there for two nights. There's another state park, 20 US dollars. But this current day, we knew it was going to be rainy, so we kind of ruled it out. We got there mid-afternoon, checked in fairly early, got to our campsite, and we had a nice little campsite in the middle of the woods. There's technically three campsites in the same ground, but it's very spacious, in amongst trees. There's a guy next to us and a little group next to us for the next two nights. Really enjoyed the campsite vibe, great facilities, great area. Spoke to the park ranger, he has travelled around the west coast and has settled on Harris Beach because he loves it there. The climate's not too bad. But on that day, it rained, so we stayed in the camper van pretty much all evening. And we're looking forward to the next day because we knew it's going to be good weather. So a comfortable night there at the Harris Beach State Park. I would recommend this place to stay in southern Oregon. And next day was glorious. Took one of my best photos actually the next day, the next morning. The car was sort of nestled in the trees, camping up there. And we made our way to Bell and Whistle Coffee House, which is in the town of Brookings. Brookings is a nice town. It's got a nice little yacht area down the bottom by the marina. That's where the coffee place is. Great Wi-Fi, very comfortable setting, good views as well. Super trendy. Enjoyed having some coffee there both days. Then we drove back to camp to go and walk on Harris Beach. Now Harris Beach, if you're thinking about Oregon classic vibe photos that you see on google those like vast beaches lots of like stones come out of the water that sort of vibe like there's big rocks this is going to typify that so we walked from the campsite about 10 15 minutes down to the beach and my word the views are sensational it's got that like glow of water coming up soft squeaky sand clean not that busy not that hot actually had a jacket on it just is a dreamy vibe. And I was like, oh, wow, Oregon's going to be pretty cool. And how right I was at that point. But yeah, unbelievable views. You've got to get down to Harris Beach. It's probably one of the best places that we stayed at. The campsite is a 10-minute walk to the beach. And it is dreamy down there. And you can walk for about a mile, actually, along the beach. And there's some houses above it. It really is idyllic. I think it's a classic Oregon look that comes to mind. And I think if you popped in Google something like... Cannon Beach is going to be fairly similar to that, that sort of vibe. It's that mirrored wet sand, dreamy colours, just unreal. So we chilled there all afternoon before spending a nice night at the campsite. And that's busy at this point, so I think it's a weekend. So definitely filled up. We got another spot. We changed our spot, actually, because it was booked out. Um, yeah, pretty decent. I would highly recommend Harris Beach as a place in Brookings. And that comes to the end of this podcast episode. So we're into Oregon now on the West Coast.
along the 101 and pretty much working our way back to Vancouver. There's probably two more episodes left, I'd imagine. We're going to work our way up Oregon coast into Washington State and then back to Vancouver. And it's been a great start into Oregon despite the change of route because of the forest fire. But the juices are flowing. I felt like this is what we really want to see on this road trip and we're fully enjoying staying in all these state parks and all these beaches and all these areas. Very lucky indeed. The car survived, just about, and we're going to crack on next week to Oregon. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you next time. Hey, yeah, just a quick one. I just want to say there are many ways to support this podcast. You can buy me a coffee and help support the podcast with $5, or you can go to my merch store with the affiliate link with TeePublic, where there's plenty of merch available to buy, such as T-shirts, jumpers, hoodies, and also some children's clothing. Thirdly, which is free, you can also rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, or Good Pods. Also, you can find me on social media on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Simply just search for Winging It Travel Podcast, and you'll find me displaying all my social media content for traveling, podcast, and other stuff. Thank you.